There's a story, is it true? The Kiwi has a brother. The Aussies call him Emu. He runs around all Uluru. They've been mates, that wingless pair, the ones up here and ones down there. A pair of Anzacs stuck like glue, the Kiwi and the Emu. Hello and welcome to the Kiwi and the Emu, a podcast exploring the experience of blind and vision impaired Australasians living through the corona experience. Two countries, two different approaches with similar outcomes, the Kiwi and the Emu. And this is episode 12, a momentous day in New Zealand. It's Aotearoa free all over. As of 11.59 tonight, New Zealand no longer stays as the Democratic Republic of Aotearoa, but is itself a free nation. Carolyn, I'm Elise. Welcome. How are you in your free country? <laughs> I'm good. I'm laughing at your uh, comments. Well, it's it's just so great to see in New Zealand that you guys. I told you in several episodes ago we would leapfrog. Uh, you would, yeah, we would leapfrog each other. Well, you leapfrogged right out of the cesspit of Corona, out into the free world. You're a free nation as of eleven fifty nine tonight. No restrictions except for the international um, border, which is fair enough. Uh, we are a divided country here in Australia, uh, the West Island Kiwis. Get your laughing gear on and laugh at us. Come on. <laughs> Honestly, really, guys, I just love it, and I am returning probably sooner than some people think. Hopefully, to the land of the long white eye cloud because we love it there so much. Anyway, so Carolyn, who have we got today in the Corona chair? We have got Tony Sharp from Telpore, and uh, Tony is well known in the Toastmasters community but she also runs her own business. And we're going to find out how life was impacted by the restrictions. We've never had a business owner on here before running a successful country country company. Sharp Kitchens. <laughs> we'll give her a free, we'll give her a free pu- plug because we all love Tony Sharp. She employs five people in a warehouse or a factory and they make, obviously, kitchens. Tony Sharp, welcome to, to the, the Corona, Corona Chair. Chair. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Oh, thank you for being with us. It's great to have you on board. So just a little bit about yourself first, and then I'll ask you uh, what your um, what the day was like, what your life was like. But you you don't just you don't just do kitchens and toastmasters. You do all sorts of things. You're a grandmother. You're a personality up there at the northern end of the lake. You've done it all. Um, yeah, we've been around for a little while, I think, 50 years almost in Taupo. And obviously Taupo is the centre of the North Island of New Zealand for those who, who may be overseas and listening in. We have the largest lake here in the Southern Hemisphere and mm-hmm. the most uh, incredible scenery around us with mountains, snow mountains to the south and, uh, you know, other lots of treks and paths and bushwalks and you know all the water activities obviously that one is able to do in a, a little non-really pushed tourist mecca mm, i've been there yeah. a number of times to tarangi and, and taupo and uh, i stayed a lovely weekend there with tony and they were so lovely that when there was a mix-up with a the bus they drove me this is what kiwis are like guys five hours back to palmerston north and then they had to make That's the trip no, it's it was only three. Five. Was it? It's three. It's only three oh. hours from Topo to Palmy. Only three, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, just 
seemed like five, maybe because we're having a good time. Oh, it's usually five a bit longer on, on the bus. It's five on the bus. Yeah, I'd come up on the bus and there was a mix-up with my return trip a couple of days later. So uh, you know, Kevin and Tony got in the car and said, we'll, we'll, we'll sort it, just like Kiwis always do. We'll, we'll sort it, we'll fix it, no problem. <clears throat> so uh, that's good. And, uh, of course, with your business, it's a very successful kitchen company that you've been running for how many years now? 19. Just wow. got over 19 years on the 1st of June. Yep. And, you know, we've been through some tough times over the years with recessions and bits and pieces, had to lay off staff, which isn't always a pleasant thing to do. Mm. But uh, we've got a fantastic little team buzzing along behind us now. And our goal throughout the whole last few months was to be able to maintain our, the team that we have and to be able to support them through the time when we were not able to be working. Yes, and I'll come to that in, in, in a moment, yeah. of course, because there were subsidies on both sides of the ditch we called as JobKeeper. Uh, New Zealand had some some equivalent, which has been really good. So, and you're also very, very high up in Toastmasters. Yes. D, um, D112 or D72 as it once was. District, yes. I was mm. a charter just a district director for District 112. So my role this year has been as a support person, a mentor, as the immediate past district director. Mm. But that top level, what they call top table role, will be at the end of its natural election con conclusion as of the 30th of June this year. Yep. So I've still been asked to stay on to be a district leader mentor Yep. A coordinator. Yep. See, they can't yeah. do without you. No, oh, God, no. I don't know. Toastmasters 112. Could. Well, <laughs> it's, it's rolled along because you were the first district director when after the Reformation, weren't you? For, yes. for District 112. Yep, exactly. Yes. Mm. Yep. So, and, and the only totally blind one ever in New Zealand, as far as we know? Correct, in New Zealand, yep. yes, but there yeah, have been others across the world. Yep. Sure. Yes. So a day in the life of Tony Sharp before the restrictions came in, what was happening? Okay, so work itself has been very busy for the last four plus years. Mm. And four seems to be a bit of a, a recurring figure in our work life over the period of that time because we had work lined up in front of us for four months ahead. So if anyone to ring up, were to ring up, say, hey, we would like to get a new kitchen or replace our existing kitchen, it was always the first question I would ask anyone is, is this something that you need inside the next four months or are you happy to wait if you should so accept our plan and quotation once mm. it's been submitted? Mm. Uh, if people were in a hurry, then we would just encourage them to look elsewhere. But the bulk of people have had said to us, you know, well, you have a good reputation. And when we look at it, four months goes really quickly. So please mm. go ahead and do the quotes. And yeah. that's what we did. So it worked works, have... works well for us. And it, it means that we're able to stable, keep a stable team as well. Hmm. So how far around the North Island do you, like, what's your radius from Taupo to, you know, do you go uh, the Bay of Plenty to, you know, Napier, et cetera? Yeah, uh, Bay of Plenty, Napier. We installed two jobs in Wellington last week. Okay. Uh, the furthest north we've gone is Wellsford, which is, you know, a bit of a hop, step and jump north of Auckland. Yeah. 
So in the big scheme of things, basically the North Island is what we do, but we do, as a general rule, like to keep our work more local so mm. that it enables us to work with better timeframes without having to worry about taking guys off the floor for two or three days to travel and to do installations out of town. Yeah, yep. So what happened? We all know, I call it Mad March. I've referred to it as Mad March on this program before. On the 23rd, 22nd, 24th of March, what happened? Okay, so we had builders wanting us to get a lot of jobs installed. However, the process that we go through when we're working on new builds is that we wait for the the job or the house to be painted before we install the kitchens. And, And so it's a bit of a systematic process. And as it turned out, we had a factory full of kitchens ready to go out and we managed to get some out, but we had probably three or four still left stacked up that we couldn't get out. So for me, the key thing was that those builders weren't ready. We had the time to do it, but because they weren't ready, we couldn't do it. So I touched base with them and asked if they minded if I would just invoice them 50% 50% for kitchens. So in our business, when it comes to cash flow, private customers pay 50% deposit up front and they have a mm. seven-day account. But obviously when you're working with the building groups and companies, it's 20 of the month following installation. Yep. However, in good faith with the work we had completed and that we were not able to install, and also with a view to maintaining some form of income for it, for at least the 20th of April, then we were able to get the get those deposits put in place and the builders were in agreement with paying those. So that was fantastic. fantastic. Helped us out significantly. Yes. yes. Oh, that's really good. And yeah. the customers, I mean, I mean to say that for, for people who haven't listened to some of the earlier episodes and may not want to know what happened across the, the ditch, <coughs> Um, New Zealand went into a, a stage four lockdown, which was quite extraordinary because it's it basically sudden. took, and it was sudden. Yes, it's Karen. Yeah. If you have a look at Karen Plimmer's episode, she describes it in pretty much graphic detail what happened with her, you know, the, the people at the Blind Foundation, her worried about does she have enough clothes and nappies and things for a baby daughter? Do they have enough toilet paper? Because everyone was going mad buying that. But the, the thing is, it's all, do we have en- enough provisions? Because there were not going to be very many shops open. And obviously yours mm-hmm. would have been one of those that would have been closed, I guess, during the four-week yep. lockdown. Yep. Yeah, so, so businesses that were able to stay open were those that were providing essential service essential services. So your supermarkets, your hospitals, your uh, grocery, local grocery stores and bits and pieces like that, chemists, mm, pharmacies, mm, mm. all those types of businesses or manufacturing businesses that were supporting or doing work that was essential to essential services. Okay. So, Did that include you or not? No. Okay. No, it didn't include us. So we... From time to time, we do do work for the hospital and for supermarkets and bits and pieces like that. But none of we didn't have any of that on the books just at that mm. point in time. Mm. And you so, know, therefore, we have a quick kitchen cabinet, cabinet for the local pharmacy to put their you know mixing stuff in. 
No, 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 no. They're all pretty well set up over here. <laughs> the ones in Topo are anyway. Yeah. yeah. So so I, we we weren't able to open. Our team had to go and go home. Basically, hmm. weren't allowed back at the factory. So there was no no processing allowed whatsoever. No working the machines, no storage, no. no no nothing. So nobody on premises. So that meant that yeah. the staff had to go into a. Now we've heard a lot about this from people from uh, people who are actually employees getting various you know subsidies. Yes. In this instance, did you have to arrange subsidies for your workers? You've got five staff. I did. Yep. So Is that hard? I. No, it was a really simple process, actually. The local Ministry of Social Development, MSD, they had a a webpage that basically said, would you like to apply for the subsidy? And it was calculated out at uh, around $578 and some cents Mm. per employee over Mm. the period of 12 weeks. Right. And so I put that application through now part of that process we had to ask and get permission from each of our employees to register their names yep um and their iid numbers i guess absolutely yep, yep. all that Just information tax goes file number through. in australia iid number in new zealand yep yep yes yes mm. and uh so i put that put the request through for funding and I had the money in our company account within three days. Wow. Now, so when the money I, goes I, into I know the... Of, sorry, Go I know of companies that had the money in basically same day, next day. Wow. It's, so it was a very quick and painless procedure. And I, yep, and I, and, and I, and and I guess... accessible. And ex- <laughs> yes. I, oh, I was going to say, I, 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 that was in the back of my mind. You as a blind operator, obviously using JAWS and Windows or whatever it is you're using. Um, yeah. The next question I was going to think is you, you saw this new website that had a – on the MSD website, you saw a new page that had the thing, and I'm going, is it accessible? Uh, was she yes, getting, it was. Yeah, was she tabbing through the fields yep. and, you know, putting in the right amounts and, you know, all, it all the right It was very details? accessible. Yep. Yeah. And look, our government departments have made leaps and bounds over the last couple of years with accessibility, which has made things a lot easier. Yeah, good. Absolutely. This whole mm. access alliance that's up and running in New Zealand is is doing wonders and I think it's it's only going to improve the accessibility of, you know, government websites and oh, everything across the board is, mm. is I think our I main saw, goal. I think I saw it set up somewhere, yeah, and that's a really good initiative by the people back in New Zealand. So mm. the money hits your bank account, so I guess you just pay the employees on a normal particular type payday type thing like you normally would? We did. So mm. the part of the agreement for accepting the funding um, support was that and we had to with, and do, do our best attempt to pay our employees 80% of their normal wages. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 80%. Yeah. So, yeah. Like when they go so, on... Uh, on, on ACC, you get 80% of your wages, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah, and mm-hmm. that's how they worked it. So we would use the subsidy and then use our own funds to top up to to that 80% balance. Mm. Now, and this is interesting to note, and I need to talk to my accountant about it, <clears throat> because at that time it basically said a full-time worker is anyone that works 20 hours or more a week. Right, yep. 
And in the first instruction that we were given, it basically said, if you have someone on 20 hours a week, then <clears throat> you're required to pay them their full subsidy. Mm-hmm. Now, what, 100%? we do... Yeah, 100% of the subsidy, mm. not, oh, okay. not the percentage that they would normally get paid. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So we, we have one staff member who who basically fits that category. And so I paid out the, the full subsidy, which is which was more than what they would normally have received. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, going back to work, then, um, then obviously that person – had a drop in their wages, excuse me. However, just in in the last couple of days, I've received another update from the MSD, basically saying for those people who who would normally receive less than what that funding was, then we should be paying them the amount they would normally get, not the extra, and then reassigning the balance of that funding to other staff members. (laughs) <laughs> so but but the interesting thing is is that during level four lockdown when we were not able to work mm. um i used that subsidy but from level three when the team were able to go back to work i mm. haven't used the subsidy right mm. so i've i've still got the balance of it sitting in my savings account or company savings account and yep. at yep. the so end of june it. i'll be i'll be repaying it yeah, yeah, mm. fair enough. So you can pay yeah. it back at the end of the year. Mm. So um, absolutely, it doesn't look like you'll get a second wave. So <laughs> you pay back any spare subsidy you've got because it's well, here's bit, hoping. Here's but, hoping. But there's, I mean, we're fortunate that we've come back to a massive work, and mm. over that lockdown period, a lot of people have been saying, "Hmm, I could be doing better with my kitchen. I could be making it more functional." So we've mm-hmm. got inquiries coming in daily for people that want new kitchens now and this is all private work Mm, and to assist them with their desire for personal improvements the government has of the banks have such low interest rates at the moment and people Ah. are really jumping on board so they're jumping on board getting low low, low finance low yeah oh yeah yeah absolutely it's incredible Mm. oh that's great Oh, that's yeah. fantastic! Oh, probably yeah. are they do they often draw down on their mortgages in New Zealand for that sort of stuff? Yes, a lot of mm. people yes. will. Yes, yes, yes. definitely. So, none, nonetheless, this is money flowing the economy, and this is what I say to people here. We see a lot of people here going, "Oh, we we should either open it up, or we should have massive lockdowns." And we see this in the disabled community because you know they're getting their blind pensions or their or their um their benefit, but they don't understand the fact that uh, for that to happen, you need to actually have money flowing in the economy, or the economy becomes like a stagnant mm. pool of water. Exactly. And, and you may need to risk it and open up and let people trade, because without that trade, or without people paying taxes, or without people, you know, taking out you know finance or borrowings or or putting money back in somewhere else, taking it from here and putting it there, the the money the the economy stagnates, and after two. After two periods of negative, after two quarters of negative growth, you officially have a recession, and that's where Australia's that's right. headed. Hmm. Yep. But that, and it's a lot of people are saying it's going to be very interesting to see where New Zealand is in twelve months' time. Hmm. It's that that's going to be our clincher, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said to somebody today, look, the historians will tell whether we got it right or not. I mean, to say. 
you oh. know, I've banged on about, you know, state closures here for the last several months. And uh, basically, who's got it right? We don't really know yet because history hasn't been written yet. History's being written. We're in the middle of it. It's it's what is what's it going to be like in a year or two or three or four mm, or five, exactly. 10, 20 years? Well, how's it going to be reported then? I just hope it's going to be reported accurately. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to put this podcast together, you know, to, Absolutely. to, to, paint, to paint a picture for future generations. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. you've got you, – you're coming back into level three. So obviously people came back to work. And from what I understand from Carolyn and reading the – you know, various uh, press, you know, uh, keeping in touch with NZME and, and you know, um, TVNZ and, and all that sort of stuff, is that, you know, a, a company like yours was pretty much back to business from level three onwards. Would that be right? Okay, so from level three, we could come back with uh, certain procedures in place. Now, yes. we... Had to maintain the social distancing. So, mm -hmm. in our factory, obviously, um, everyone has their own workspace, which is good. It exceeded the like your two meter distancing. But when mm -hmm. it came to doing installations or moving yeah. things around, then it, it was coming within that, often yeah. within that two, one, two meter distance requirements. So, our guys or our team, I supplied them all with comprehensive documents to be able to track all of their movements, mm -hmm. um, to track who they came in close contact with, mm -hmm. to maintain a, um, a register, basically a contact tracing register that mm -hmm. would enable, um, enable people to you know, if, if it were needed, it would enable people to be able to contact anyone that had been within mm. our confines during that period of time. Mm. So that was one of the things. Another one of the things we had to do is because we don't actually have a dishwasher at work. So mm. the team had to bring all of their own cutlery, their own cups every yeah. day, and yeah. they were responsible to take those home at night to wash them. So okay. You know, there was something uh, else. But isn't that a bit ironic? Kitchen, a kitchen company, company with no dishwasher. No dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, just... um, I'm the dishwasher, <laughs> but during level three, I wasn't allowed back at work anyway. So, no. oh, okay, you couldn't because, go to because because I had as was functioning from home with yep. my all my bookwork and bits and pieces from my home office. Mm. There was no need for me to be at the factory. Right. So, and again, that was part of government's requirement. If you're successfully operating your office from home, then that's where you need to stay until yep. level two. And then I was allowed to go back to work. Oh, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it worked well. Dropbox is a wonderful thing. Isn't it? Yes, it worked yes. well. And that is, yes. yes, isn't Dropbox rather cool? So no marching off. I've seen you do that at, at four in the morning or six in the morning. You can say seen you do it. I know if you're doing it. Marching yep. off down the road to work so you can go well, in a crazy during level four lockdown i didn't but yeah come level two i'll straight back into that again yeah yeah good on you yep. <laughs> yeah yep. good on her yep yeah that's crazy <laughs> you walked me, walked me around to tapple toastmasters in the dark one night it was really cool yep hey, we walk everywhere in the dark <laughs> that's right oh yes that's right. off she goes yep absolutely and it's good so who cares what time of day you'll see tony out on the streets of tapple going exactly. somewhere with uh exactly. who's your dog these days 
Patsy. Patsy. Yeah, I'm not sure that I mm. met Patsy. I may have. Well, she may have been just been. Uh, I've had her three years. Oh, then you might have. Uh, yes, you probably did. Yes, I probably did mm. when I saw you down at um, mm. oh, Palmerston North slash uh, Wellington or wherever we were that day. Yes, yeah. I met I met Patsy before Tony did. She did indeed. <laughs> did you? How did you manage that? <laughs> they brought her to the um, Blind Low Vision NZ site here in Auckland. Um, can't remember what the reason was, not long before she was being matched. And um, the... My dog and several other of the dogs there in the day were in the, um, in the oh, what do you call it, the dog run, and they were playing. And um, this woman said, oh, can we let Patsy in there too? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So Patsy joined the girls up the trees while one of the boy dogs at the bottom looked <laughs> up and said, what are you girls doing up a tree? Up a tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, those guide dogs yeah. do funny things up in, up in yeah. New Zealand land. Yeah. The little monkeys. Yeah. Little yeah. monkeys, so, she, so she had fun yeah. playing. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, that's lovely. So, yeah. so we're all so, back at work. Sorry. So, so just other things that we had to processes yep. we had to put in place was obviously the extra cleaning uh, under level three, where we're not allowed any customers in the office. Um, mm. For our teams doing installations, we couldn't do any work on. Uh, existing property so we couldn't do any replacement kitchens or no appointments for looking at quoting for replacement kitchens during level three lockdown Um, but our teams could go to the brand new home Mm. and install kitchens as long as they were the only ones on site at that time so it was about keeping the bubble within the work bubble basically right so if minimizing any yeah. external contact. So, the, in other words, the, the owners of the homes couldn't be on site while your workers were in there putting in the kitchens? No, no, and it's only, it was only on brand new builds. Oh, okay, brand homes. new builds. Oh, I see, yeah, brand yeah, new homes. Not yeah, on, not oh, on I the see. homes oh, on that had sites. existing residences. Yeah. Gotcha, oh, I see, I follow. So, yeah, in, on brand new builds, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how interesting. Now, um, things have been plodding along here on level two or whatever it's been up until 11.55 tonight. 11.59, yes. actually. Um, what's it been like the last week or two? Hectic. <laughs> it's been crazy. <laughs> so That's good, that's good that's though. Good. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it is really good for us. And the thing is, is um, Graham, who's my business partner slash ex-husband, yeah. um, got quotes coming in every day and he's struggling to keep up with the plans and the quotes and, nesting the jobs for production and things like that. So sort of mm. had the hard word put on me, just um, don't make any more appointments until after such and such a date. Wow. Yeah, that's it's fine. A- it's all good. But the thing is, the quotes that he's putting out, he's getting the callback with confirmations either the same day or the next day. So people and are eager to spend money. People really want to get booked in to get mm. this work done. And I really do believe that a lot of it is, is because they've been stuck at home and they can see where these improvements can be made. And again, the low interest rates at the bank. Because mm. mm. we went baking mad in New Zealand and, you know, flour and stuff ran out in the shops. Yeah. So, yeah, people well, New were using the to kitchen. Yeah. I did mm. a lot of baking over lockdown, yeah. Mm. Mm. Patsy and I did a lot of walks too. They said, you know, you can, during level four, you're supposed to stay in your 
own your own area type mm. thing. So you know, walk around your local area. But I'm I'm like, that's it's not enough for me. No, well, <laughs> so it's not a big town. Patsy, Patsy and I would you know often go five to eight kilometres mm. yeah, a day. We had to have that walk every day. We've got to yeah. get out there and do it. But I'm not contacting anyone. I'm not stopping no. anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, no. just walking. Yeah. And, and yeah. the guide dogs need that because otherwise they get bored. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell mm. you what, it's been good for Patsy. She's really upped her game and her, you know, her, her whole demeanour has changed. Her speed even increased, which was awesome. but but it's really um increased her intensity and her pushiness now as well it's like come on mum let's go come on mum let's get going hey yeah Mm -hmm. what's what's this normal work routine racket all about i want to go somewhere else yeah she's all good with that so yeah things go back to normal which is good um so on the other side of your your life toastmasters now you and i have had this I know you've been personally supportive, but you know there's been issues of uh, from various districts of Toastmasters online. You know, oh, they're undistricted clubs, and you know how, how dare they go online? I'm not talking about you, but I'm talking about some, you know, obviously high-powered mm. Toastmasters around the world. And being a member of the second club to ever charter online, that being Firebirds Collective with Lorraine and and all that, Susan yes. Ellsworth and and the crew, um, Toastmasters have had to do it. They've had to go Absolutely. online. You know, yeah. All, all, these, all these people out there going, oh, we can never run Toastmasters online, all that sort of stuff. Well, in order to keep it alive, I guess you've had to. Now, you've had online Toastmasters. You've know, had um, um, Magnus Club up in Auckland, the Firebirds, uh, sorry, the uh, Ablaze Online, flying the flag from Kiwi Toastmasters online. We've had Toastmasters Without Borders here and, you know, Great, Nor- Great White, what's it called, Great White Northern, a um, couple out of England, etc. cetera. Um, yep. All of those guys are obviously still there, but now they're joined by a whole bunch of new online clubs or hybrid clubs are starting to form, which is for people who are not in the know, where you've got people who are coming into the club rooms in the brick and mortar environment. And there's obviously a screen and you know system set up so that people online can come in. So what happened at Taupo Club? Okay, so... Oh, and uh, you know, so cupcake communicators it, it, and all those, yeah. Well... Clubs like Cupcakes and there's actually a number of clubs across New Zealand that were already hybrid anyway. Yep. They, in Taupo, we weren't. We were just bricks and mortar or meeting face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And our venue closed down. Yes, um, I've been to your venue. I assume yes, it's still the same one that I came to. We are still at the yes, same venue came up on in the, in the lounge at the church. That's yes. the one, yes. Yep. So that closed down and they're, they're actually reviewing tomorrow whether we're allowed to go back. But now that it's officially level one, we will be going back, not for our meeting tomorrow, but for meeting in two weeks' time, we'll be back there face-to-face, which... Mm is going to be quite a relief to a lot of our members Yeah. who, I mean, most of them have given it a go online. They either like it or they don't like it. And it, it's interesting to note that some of the people who don't like it and one of the two of the people who haven't actually tried coming online uh, are sort of in that younger age group. 
whereas mm. the people who I mm. thought would really struggle struggle with it were, were, would be retirees. However, they've been even more enthusiastic than than what some of the younger members have. That's incredible. How about that? It's in, that's in, and with yeah. no online meeting experience before in other forums? Correct. Wow. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That's fascinating. We've, we've experienced that in our club too. I mean, our eldest member, who's going to be 80 this year, um, she she's quite happy to come online, and she is um, giving people tips and tricks. And mm. <laughs> oh, that's oh. brilliant. I thought it was great because I, I went to Mangakiki, uh, what, back in April? Yes, and online, and I've been to that yes. club before. Yes, yes, I've been actually to the fire station. Um, yes, in the bricks and mortar. <laughs> in the bricks and mortar environment, yeah, where they really meet. And uh, it was great because almost six years to the day, only last week, uh, Kylie uh, extended an invitation for me after six years to the day when we first graced our presence at Palmerston North Toastmasters. I went back there online. It was great. You know, very few people there from the days I was there. They've Got a younger and newer committee there, but uh, you know, and plenty of newer members. But uh, yeah, if, if, if I want to go back to P in advance, for example, there's people still there. I know um, I haven't, but I could. So you just, it's it's a good way of reconnecting. Um, you know, well, they, that... they they need two more members to be distinguished this year. Mm-hmm. Well, you're looking for a member for P in advance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a club. member there. I'm not a member there, but a Jumbo <laughs> members club coach. <laughs> yeah, club coach. But yeah, hasn't yeah, um, not t- hasn't talk hasn't talk of the town come a long way from what Kylie tells me from the time Absolutely. I was there. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. And I may even drop in there because a few of the Palmy North members have gone over there. So yeah, you know, it's it's a great environment, Toastmasters. I haven't reconnected with it since I've been home, sadly, here in Australia, other than to be involved with uh, Toastmasters Without Borders and a lot of the time Magda's Club in Auckland, I seem to have got stuck on Kiwiland. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, no nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. We, we accept you. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> what we did uh, with our club, though, was we didn't readjust the meeting because it was online. We just basically followed the same pattern yes. as we would as if we were in the building and I yeah. think that helped make a lot that of people lot feel of people. Com- yeah. comfortable yeah absolutely I, know, I, know, I noticed that between the you know because I've done the rounds with the you know online clubs that chartered online and you know the, the, it's different there but I noticed that one of the first things I noticed about Mangakiki when I came over there was it was exactly the same as it was you know the format the business session in the middle you know the way they would have run the meeting had they been back at the at the fire station Mm. We even did the the break, the ten minute mm. break, yep. to get a coffee. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, brilliant! Well, well, Ky- Kylie wanted to do that last week, and they didn't want to do it. And I said, "Well, hang on. If you're trying to emulate your environment, and you would normally have the the tea break, I said, do you still have that old style granny trolley you used to cart out with a tea on it?'" And I said, "Go and get a virtual version of that." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. So. But That's I'm awesome. hoping to go to Mangakiki next week because somebody reckons they've got a table topic lined up for us. Mm. Yes, oh. I might I might have one or two. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, send me the link, Carolyn. I will. Yes. Yeah, okay. Tony, won't we all lob in on well it's just, it's not the same night you meet, actually. That's good. No, not that, not Tuesday at the moment night. it's not. Not at no, the moment. It sort of switches yeah. around a bit, doesn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. very good stuff. So I'll, no, put it, I'll put it in my diary tonight. <laughs> next, tomorrow week. In yes. Aotoa Free All Over, you can go where you want these days. <laughs> exactly. 
Without <laughs> even leaving home. That's it, we're leaving home. <laughs> and when that Trans Tasman bubble opens, that's it. You know, we'll be able to fly to Auckland before we can fly to Brisbane. You know, awesome. Crazy, isn't it? It is bloody crazy to be perfectly blunt. Yeah. So has this made you a, this lockdown business either you know personally business or toastmasters do you think it's made you a stronger person um i think it's made me more appreciative yeah it's taken me back to you know a lot of the basics i've actually enjoyed my time at home yep. I, I am a homebody anyway i mean i love going to the office and the the camaraderie that there is there and the camaraderie through Toastmasters, et cetera, is wonderful. But I've actually, you know, enjoyed having my time at home and setting up this little routine, doing things, you know, like baking that I haven't done for years and years and years. Yep. We were fortunate to get in on the flour before it all disappeared. Yep. And, you know, even though my grandkids and daughter live next door, we yep. only spoke to them across the fence. We didn't mix bubbles. Okay. So, yes, that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. We, yeah we, so we, I, bet, I bet you when you did burst them, there were big hugs. <laughs> oh, no, not really. Not really. Not really. But no, yeah. it's cool. The, the kids are awesome. They're awesome. Yeah, that's good. So no Netflix for Tony Sharp? Just um, Oh, baking. I don't like TV. I don't do I know. TV. Yeah. Yep. Every time I came no to Netflix. your place, it was always, it was always, it was always, um, it was always it. the breeze. The breeze. We're on magic at the moment. Oh, you're on magic. magic You've magic found another radio moment. station, have you? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, and I've been reading mm. lots of books as well. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So, mm. so something but, else I haven't done for donkeys. Yeah, yes. I know. I I could have done the same. I kept working because I've got a lot of my business went online and. Uh, mm. And I did, oh. yeah. I'm not really one for sitting around during the day to because just because the government says, oh, okay, you got the day off, you can watch Netflix. You know, it's our Queen's birthday holiday here today, and I, I went down the shops, stuck some time on the phone with some very dear people, and, and um, yeah, I sort of wrote one invoice. You know, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. The other thing I did is I, I made a start, a more determined start on my autobiography. So, Ooh. oh, wow. That, Yes, but then I got distracted by books and other, other people's stuff. biographies. So, mm. Yeah, it'll be exactly. very fascinating to read that. Well, yes, Especially I do really need to sit down ones. and commit mm. to getting it done. Yes, it would be a very fascinating read. I'll sign up for a copy, please. I'm, sure I'm, I'm naughty. I started writing a book years ago and I've never finished it. Mm. Mm. Yes. I published a book years ago with a with a former spouse called um web what it was called um all this sort of stuff about the internet and sort of websites and all that stuff so back in 1999 or 2000 wow okay and it even has its isbn number but um yes so if i do it i'll probably get a biographer to do mine friend kelly says everyone's got a story to tell exactly definitely yep and the tony sharp story will be a very interesting read and that and that's the fun thing about Toastmasters for anybody that's listening. I mean, if you have got stories that you want to tell and convey, that's the one place where you can and people want to hear the different stories. Absolutely. I've got to share another one of my stories tomorrow night. Mm. I pushed myself in on a speech to finish my level three. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Miss DTM, you've already got your DTM. You're going for a new one on the new system. 
Yes. yes well, I've finished three. one path already, so... Oh, good. Yeah, I've really got to get tomorrow night will see me finish level three of my second path. Then I've got one more project for level four. Then just need to sort out level five. But, yeah, for me, the complicated thing is always the club mentor, club coach is mm. always the tricky thing when you live in a one-horse town, a mm. one-club mm. town. Mm. Yeah. Well, for you, you did a lot of travelling before, you know, when I knew you back in New Zealand, you're never bloody at home. Um, what I suppose you've just really spent the last half hour telling us what it's like to be grounded for a month, I suppose. It's a very odd I feeling of not knowing Tony going around the place. <laughs> I love I'm a homebody, honestly. I, I love to be home. You? A homebody? Right. Yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, I'll believe it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I travel when the need dictates. Mm. I'm going to argue with the guests. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. Well, you're very certainly a lovely, lovely host when I stayed with you for Thank those you. times. It was good. A, we'll get to, get to your house one day when we're allowed. Yes, yes, and come over here and stay in Melbourne. Yes, that would be lovely to have mm. you over and get all the Kiwis over here. Absolutely. Mm. Yep. Yes. Yes. It's always good to, it's it's good, you know, we had uh, Ali, a, a very dear friend of mine on here the other week, uh, who uh, was, she's a Kiwi, she's a quasi and um, was born in New Zealand, but has made Australia home, uh, and uh, it's just hearing all about these, you know, there's these toast, close ties between our two countries that, in my mind, should never, ever be broken. Oh, exactly. I usually ask, one of us usually asks the question, when the restrictions, quote-unquote, when the re- when the restrictions are become easy enough, what is your let-your-hair-down moment going to be? Oh, should I say, tomorrow, what are you going to do? I'm going to do the same tomorrow as what I did today. And I would love to say that tomorrow night we're going to have a face-to-face meeting for Toastmasters, but unfortunately, because we have to plan these things in advance, yeah. we're not. It's going It'll to be, be on Zoom again. Yeah, Zoom, mm. yes, we're all Zoomed out. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I'm i just going to carry on as I have been. There's no, so no, no let your head down moment, like I'm going to go to a cafe no. or I'm going to fly off someplace. or um, no. No, we went to a cafe over Queen's birthday weekend. Yep, last week for you guys. I I haven't been missing them. Hmm, Fair enough. Not at all, yeah. You know, for me, I got to a a downer when I did, but it was really only lasted for a day, but it was like, I just want to go out somewhere um, because they're all shut here. You know, you could still go down Eastland and, you know, a lot more of the shops are open here than at that time when you were in level four, but uh, there are a number shut. Yeah, t- yes. today I've been back to a cafe. Yeah, a friend of mine went to a cafe last week. I went to the beautician last week. You know, so it's it's nice to see those things coming back. Yes, um, I went on Saturday. It's the first appointment I could get. It's <laughs> 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 wait two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've I've got to make that hair appointment. I went for a cut a cut at a cheap place, but I need the colour. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been yeah. fortunate because I've had somebody who can come here, but there are yeah you know, other things I wanted done, and I thought, well, I'm in between. I'm in between my time. I'll just get some, mm. you know, eyebrows waxed and coloured, and I, eyelashes done, um, which I couldn't get done here as it turned out anyway. So it worked out well. So it's all good. Awesome. And I did get a very nice compliment from my friend's daughter on the weekend about it. So it was worth it. Well done. <laughs> mm, very good. So uh, so no let your hair down the moment for Tony. She's right. just going to carry on, plod along as normal, nothing bothers you. Yeah, has, pretty cool. Has, has there yes. been anything that's uh, in a, a funny moment or something and, and you, you say, oh, jeez, or, or what the heck did that happen for during the time? Um, I'm going to say, well, not necessarily what the heck did that happen for, but... 
I had an interesting conversation with a dog ranger oh. a couple oh, of weeks okay. back. Okay. Now, I, I was actually contacting the dog ranger. Now, how I'm going to put a call out here. Um, I have a friend who has a five-year-old son who is autistic, and she is trying to find a dog for her son, just a companion dog. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's obviously going to be a dog that's, you know, is going to be snuggly. It's going to have a little bit of mm. a caring nature, et cetera, to it. And I, I'm quite keen to ensure that it's a dog in that younger age bracket, not too old, because once the bond's created, you don't want to go through that separation too soon, mm. particularly with a five-year-old who's really struggling at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. So anyway, I this is how I ended up talking to the dog ranger because I thought I'll, I'll ring the council and just see if they had any dogs available in their adoption program, which at the moment they don't, but they made a couple of other suggestions, which was great. Uh, incidentally, I rang guide dogs as well to find about a about withdrawn dogs and their yep. their adoption waiting list currently sits at eleven hundred people. So, wouldn't even be that many dogs in the country, would they? Working dogs? Uh, no, no, mm. I wouldn't imagine so. Mm. So, so I'm sort of thinking, okay. Anyway, while I was talking to the dog ranger, I had to mention to him that on my multitude of walks. I had several instances where I was, uh, where stray dogs had interfered with us, basically. Mm. One mm -hmm. of those instances had my partner, Kevin, not been with me. I shudder to think what the outcome would have been. It was oh, a pit gosh. bull that actually physically oh, attacked Patsy. Oh, and no. Those if, are terrible dogs. Um, I no no harm to her, no damage to her, whatever. But so Kevin if Kevin hadn't been there, yeah, yeah. if he had not been there, I I don't even want to think about what the consequences would have been. Mm. And I, I mentioned these situations to the dog ranger when I was talking to him about an, a, the dog for the autistic boy. And he said to me, under level four lockdown, the only interaction dog rangers were allowed to have with interfering dogs was dogs that had attacked humans. Oh, what? They were not allowed <sighs> to have any, yeah, any uh, connection Jesus. or interaction with anyone yep. else. Unbelievable. And I thought that is just incredible. incredible. So service Ridiculous. dogs are at the bottom of the heap. It's crazy. Now, what bloody yeah. bureaucrat Absolutely made that rule? Absolutely crazy. Honestly, mm. that's, I have because service no dogs idea. have to deal with people who are who are blind, obviously, who are deaf, who have yeah. got autism, uh, mm. ment you know, emotional and mental illnesses, it's, all sorts of the full gambit. Yeah, that is just dumb. It's a lifeline. It's a lifeline, mm. exactly. So, whoever came up with that yeah. rule, you're stupid. <laughs> and exactly. I, you know, I thought, you know, it had the injury it had. Patsy suffered significant injury through the attack that did take place. Um, mm. I would have contacted the pound and expected them to do something about it. Oh, very definitely. Mm. They would have been expected to do something. Um, oh, I think if you got up on News Talk ZB or something with that story, you know, Mike Hoskins or one of those would have chased it mm. down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, to me, that was a like, are you serious moment? And that, 
yeah, sort of st- stuck in my mind and I thought, crazy. Mm. 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 Yes. So that is a moment that is not so funny but serious. It is uh, really serious, mm. out of the norm and mm. out of what I would have considered mm. to be acceptable yeah. by any council. Mm. But a funny moment. Now this, again, Patsy and I were out walking, yeah. and I thought uh, we went places that we had never been before. And for me, one of the challenges I had was the lack of traffic giving me direction. Mm, and one day, yes, mm, <laughs> yes. So I got lost a few times. That's okay. Hey Siri, where am I? <laughs> and, and that was good. But one day, I, I I did this walk. I ended up being about it was one of the longest walks we did. I think it was about ten kilometres by the time we got home. And I ended up next to a um, water fountain. And I'm thinking, where the heck in Taupo is there a water fountain? I had no Funny, idea I we even had one. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any. No, no. But <laughs> so where were we're actually, <laughs> <laughs> we'd actually crossed the main road where there was no traffic. Yes. Somehow we got across the main road to the park mm. um, next to where you would have caught the bus, at least. Oh, <laughs> down near, yeah, the bus. Down near the, there's an ice site down there, isn't there? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, the ice site's the next block mm. up. Bus oh, okay. and traffic light, so you catch the bus outside the ice site. Yeah. But I, yeah, I ended up on the, on the lake side of that. So if you were to go back toward the lake from where the bus stops, yeah. there's oh, a, a kid's in, park yeah, back there. In there. Yep, yep, and yep. It's got the kids' park. It's got the Superloo where you pay to pee. And it <laughs> yeah, has... electronic. Does that one of those electronic doors that shuts automatically? I don't know. I've never been in there. Uh, but they do. The, yep, uh, I do have them in New Zealand. I have free. seen them. I've seen them down the road. In... Yeah, oh, you probably yeah, yeah, yeah. under yeah. under level four. You probably couldn't use it because it probably didn't probably take means... pay wave. <laughs> well, well, no, it would have been shut down because you're not supposed to be in town anyway. The And they could probably shut those yeah. with a big, huge, you know, press of a keystroke. But I think I well, first that saw one's, that one is shut out of hours anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, but anyway, I ended up and I'm sort of standing on this path and I can hear this water fountain. I'm like, where the heck am I? <laughs> so, hey, Siri, where am I? <laughs> We're at Tongariro Street. Oh, my God, how did I get, get there? there? <laughs> So anyway, up the road we went to the traffic lights where we did a double the crossing only with traffic no traffic at any time. Taupo? No, we've got another set now. Oh, got, oh 100% improvement. <laughs> it's a real... We've got two now. <laughs> yeah, but the other ones that are really... Well, it's it's obviously in a practical pace and place for it uh, to benefit the drivers and stuff like that, but it's not somewhere I'm ever going to walk. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But we, we need lots more. We need to get rid of the roundabouts and put traffic lights on yeah. <laughs> for pedestrians. Amen, Amen mm. to that because I live next, near one of Auckland's largest roundabouts and it's an absolute nightmare to try and cross there. Oh, they're crazy. Mm. They are crazy. With me um, little ticky tours and getting lost and things like that, it, lots of fun, but we always manage to find our way out. There's no problem at all. No problem with your sense of direction, yeah. is it? Mm-hmm. No. No, you're, you're, but traffic, you're... traffic does help. <laughs> it 
it really helps. See, because you know where things are, mm. what side well, of the road, where they're here. It gives yeah. you more direction. direction. And, yes. yeah. It's, That's uh, interesting because no one's actually pointed that out on here before, that, that traffic does help. So, yes, we do yeah. want traffic. It does help blind and, people. Some. <laughs> some people, not if they're coming some at traffic. you, though. They no, won't some help traffic. you, but if they're coming yeah. beside you, it's a good idea to hear the cars. Yeah. And yes. given Taupo's um, reputation for recreation and oh, being yes, close, the to the, close to yes. the ski, ski fields, etc., I guess now with the move to Level 1, that's going to be really good for a lot of businesses in town now. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, mm. everyone's been encouraged by local, by local, by local. Yep. Mm. And I know people are really, really, really focused and working to do that to help maintain the local economy. Mm. Yeah, saving, well, saving grace. We're, all, we're almost out of time. So, um, yeah, that's a good note to end it on, I think. Buy local. What do you think? <laughs> mm. yes. oh, somebody's having a good fun in the background. No, Kevin's watching something on Hello, Kevin. Yeah. his computer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with by local and, and it's it's nice to support and I've always tried to support local tradespeople when I've needed a plumber or an electrician or whatever. I've always tried to find one that's in my local area. Excellent. You're listening to the Kiwi and the Emu with Elise Lonsdale and Carolyn Pete, and we've been enjoying Tony's company for the last hour and thank you for being on the show, Tony. Thank you for the invitation. It's been wonderful to join you both. And we'll be back with more right after this. Well, Carolyn, wasn't that one heck of an interview? It sure was. It was great. And great timing too, just before we actually come out and go into level one. You know, I said to a friend before, I'm going to open the show. I was telling what we were going to do. And I said, I'm going to start that show with a big bang today. You know, Aotel <laughs> free all over. It's better than saying Aotel grey all over, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, so. Yep. So Tony's still on the line. So uh, obviously your town's going to be buzzing with tourists going to the um, ski fields and going to the only McDonald's in the place. And now having to deal with two traffic lights in Taupo. Wow. <laughs> Look uh, out, ski fields aren't actually cut. open yet, so yeah, oh the snow fields aren't open yet, yeah. Okay. We need more snow, yeah. But oh, I'll really? tell you what, the temperatures we've got at the moment it's snowing somewhere. Yeah. Is it? And when yeah. The, when they do open, look out, here come all the Jaffers. Yep. <laughs> and I'll be coming down from Auckland. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Oh well, there you go. So yes, we're uh, we've been very privileged today to have Tony on because she's given us a perspective on this uh, Corona Corona crackdown stuff uh, from a completely different angle, a business angle, Toastmasters angle. Just living somebody in a rural town that's you know very you're very mobile within that town. Uh, it will rely on tourism because that wonderful lake has always a lot of uh, parasailing and boats and things on it beautiful sunsets too i might ask i might add mm. yes oh, i have to say hmm? dur during level four lockdown people weren't allowed to go fishing they weren't oh they were no no no, no fishing had, yeah no fishing mm. yeah how do you get, no, how do you get coronavirus off a of fish mm, i don't know evidently the government thinks you can yeah we had that ban here for a long time <laughs> in victoria mm. that was the thing daniel andrews our our state commodore oh, did i say that president 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 premier I knew he was something. Um, he, he declared that while other states could go fishing, Victorians couldn't. 
I don't have to mm. go fishing, so why should you? Was the mm. mantra. Crazy. Not, not a good way of setting people up in my mind. I do like the Team New Zealand type uh, way of we're a population of 5 million. We're in it together. Let's make it happen. And you did. You did it well. Exactly. Awesome. Next time on our show, we are going to have some very um, mm, interesting we people. Are. Two people, high high profile again. Tony's high profile. We seem to be getting the high, pro- high profile guys <laughs> these days. Who have we got, Carolyn? We have got Martina Abel Williamson and her husband, Gary Williamson. Some of you will know Martine from her World Blind Union activities. She's been associated with the Asia-Pacific region of the World Blind Union. And in later years, she has been the treasurer of the World Blind Union. So we'll get to hear about her advocacy work and how that was impacted. And Gary, her husband, works for Blind and Low Vision NZ, so they were both working from home during lockdown. It will be a very, very interesting conversation talking to those two. We're looking forward to it. Back comes the Corona couch, because the Corona chair is only big enough for one person. We have two very exciting people on our next episode. Stay tuned for that. Another Kiwi will be coming on to talk to us later, hopefully, and put a very, very different slant on support workers but we'll say more on that when we know more but there's some interesting things that we've got in the lineup coming up hey carolyn there sure is very good all right on that happy note guys you know we love each other in australia and new zealand but you bastards got us this time you're out of you're out of dodge earlier than we are <laughs> we can pick on the kiwis they can pick on us but you know the deal if you pick on one you pick on two the kiwi and the emu.